I got two shirts on. Yeah. Well, I'm not like hot. I'm just saying because it's rubbing. I can hear it rubbing on the... Yeah, we're in the basement. It's cold. On the corridor. Hey, everybody. I'm Jason. I'm Jules. And we... Do doing filmographies. And... Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we made it. It's been a long journey. Uh, nine tough films. Uh, I mean, it's not nine tough films. I mean, there were some good ones along the way, but it was still tough. Not many. All right, it was a little tough. This is probably tougher than childbirth. You think so? I do. Ten Billy Crudups? Yes. It was the tenth one that really put the nail in the coffin. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I do find it weird. Um, it's been interesting, perhaps, watching people's acting abilities grow or seeing their early tricks. Yep. But the reason people don't do filmography podcasts of actors is because of the wild variety of ups and downs. You're going to want yeah. fucking trash while people try to hone their craft. Well, and especially early in their career, although not for everybody, um, you're just in what you can get unless you've already kind of, um, you know, some actors, they just start as like, like a desired muse for some directors. Well, I mean, I think Crudup has a little bit of that. Like, he should have been in, like, another, like, six or eight shitty things, some TV. Yeah. But, like, in the first two roles, it should have been like that, but not in, uh, like, acclaimed movies. To be in Sleepers and Everyone Says I Love You right off the bat. True. It's quite crazy. Now, both those movies fucking suck. <laughs> But they were hey. high-profile movies. That's a real fluke to get into those right away. Well, and, and today's uh, film actually looked like it was um, intended to be more than I think it ended up being. You think so? I do. Um, I don't know how... Well, so first off, what are we? what film are we covering today? Hey, everybody. <laughs> we're covering the year 2000s, Waking the Dead. Yeah. Starring Billy Crudup, reunited with Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Doing a terrible Jodie Foster accent. Is that? Good Lord. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. It's like Keith Gordon Phil. Uh, are we going to do the synopses? Are you looking it up right now, or you got your notes? No, you go for the synopses. All right, y'all. Here's the synopses for Waking the Dead, and then I'm going to reveal something here. Oh, man. I'd even find it. There we go. Shit, that's the plot. You gotta go like Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody cares about this fucking movie. Just so it's hard to it doesn't pop up for like Google. Well, the the book, oh, the movie, and then a TV. Not the movie, but then a TV show. Sure, 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 sure. It's all stuff we can. Sure, 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 sure. Just delete it right. <laughs> oh, I'm typing in wake, waking the delete. Well, okay. So before you get to that, apparently, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. And Kevin Spacey were among the original, some of the original actors considered for Billy Crudup's role. By Keith Gordon. This and was... Keith Gordon, he's spearheaded making it. That's what I'm saying. This seems like those, well, Kevin Spacey, but those three names alone... Kevin Spacey was... In the 90s? I, in Kevin the 2000, it was 2000. Point. Yeah, I mean like... Right after American Beauty. Mm-hmm. They all would have been hot shit. Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is always Tom Hanks, but Tom Cruise? I, These are, they all seem quite old to be playing these people. They do. 
Okay, here's the synopses. Fielding Pierce, Billy Crudup, has long been on the road to political candidacy. After the Coast Guard, he enrolls in law school and meets firebrand activist Sarah Williams, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly, choking over here on pizza. Taken by her passion and beauty, Fielding pursues her, but the romance is cut short when she is killed doing aid work in Chile. Yep. Nearly a decade later, Fielding is closer than ever to his political dreams, but he is haunted by visions and by a growing feeling that Sarah is alive. Well, but she wasn't killed doing aid work in Chile. Right. Was it in Minneapolis? She was killed in Minneapolis. Yeah. That was why it was like, oh my God, terrorists on our soil or whatever. I don't know. But so, uh, huh. So, um, apparently, the role uh, for Sarah Williams in the movie, um, some of the people in, um, considered for that uh, Jessica Alba, Christina Applegate, Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell, Cameron Diaz, Brittany Murphy, Christina Ricci, Winona Ryder, Tori Spelling, Brittany Spears, Hilary Swank, and Liv Tyler. But it was, in fact, Billy Crudup who uh, lobbied for Jennifer Connelly and got her in the movie. What do you... So do you... I mean, all that heat has to be off of the book that this is based on. I guess. You know, because... So I I was thinking. I did a little thinking this time. Um, I appreciate it. You're already bringing bringing some goods. So this movie, I, I think it filmed earlier than it released. By how much? I don't know. It's hard to say. But probably not by like that much. Like two years. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, this was uh, one year after The Matrix. Oh, you, you, got, you got it down now? It turns out we've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> I said it was 99. However, yes. it's the same year as Requiem for a Dream. Okay. The other Jennifer Connelly, you know, I don't know, downer movie. Also the same year, American Psycho. How's that tie into the rest? You're just pointing. Because these are good movies. Okay. <laughs> but also that year, Memento. What I'm trying to get at is I think this is that time period after The Matrix where... Feel like that? Yeah, um, Matrix. Plus Matrix okay. where more thought is being brought, more questions are being asked in movies. Because this is just a dumb romantic movie for the most part so you think we're on next tier level because of the matrix well that's what everybody in that gave it a positive review said was it was like they really make it a head scratcher of a romantic movie i'm just trying to get to that headspace because i don't see it yeah this isn't i mean listen my big reveal is I loved this movie when I rented it in the year 2000. Wow. I cried so hard. Wow. At the end of this movie. Well, I, I can see that. I was so sold on their romance. Yeah. Really? It was broken oh with fielding through this whole movie. This is a revelation. It was the one-two punch of Jesus' son. I bet. And Waking the Dead that makes me love Billy Crudup. That's insane, man. And I think that my love of Billy Crudup really is just in that pocket of time. I don't know that it carries over. But you know what? I could see being on board with this at the time for the type of person I was at that age. Why I was exploring every 
um, like indie film and, and uh, sort of off the beaten path. Um, movies that kind of feel like they're uh, mulling over deeper concepts. Sure. You know, or um, especially in the case of this movie at the end, it's, it's just like almost completely wide open to interpretation, you know, but it, it seems like that's what they were kind of going for. I don't think they achieved it on the first viewing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. What a, what a mystery could go either way mm -hmm. on the second viewing. I say, well, this is stupid. It's very obvious. Well, cause the, the problem is, is I'm trying to believe it. Yeah. This, what could it be kind of thing? Right. But my mind always comes back to why would she have faked her death? There's just no absolute reason yeah. for her to have faked her death. But not only that, because the first inkling that we have that something is amiss is when all of the lights go out. Yeah. And she's speaking to his brain through snow, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, you fake your death for whatever reason. And now maybe 10 years later, you pick up the phone and give him a call. Why? Why now? Seems seems that at like the highest level of stress of this guy's life mm -hmm. to uh suddenly reappear now seems like a hint towards the yeah. truth of the film. Well, and honestly, if it wasn't that, if that wasn't what was um getting him, um I think I could have really kind of gotten behind this movie in general. I like it, it felt like primary colors meets ghost. Like, I like the scenes where he's spiraling and he's handshaking and uh, he's stumping and his, you know, the political stuff and the backroom old men kind of stuff. I, I like that kind of shit, right? But then it just comes back. <sighs> All right. I don't want to get too off on this, but because the problem with this movie, I think, is that it, it doesn't, um, A, it's like, welcome to the Disneyland park hippy dippy 70s this is uh, yeah okay so do, should we do, let's just get into it okay so we open up on billy crudup fielding mm -hmm. staring at a tv screen minneapolis 1976 uh yeah death. yes that sounds about right and he's he's weeping mm -hmm. he's falling apart sarah has died yeah and then what we fucking flash back to him, 1972? Yeah, is he... He's, he's just, he's just walking Navy. down the street, right? In his Navy... Uh, whatever they wear to, like, balls and shit. His, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's his officer uniform. I don't think... It's not like... Is it? It's not, it's not like... So he's walking down the street in Chicago. I believe so. Um, and he's going up to um, an office. I don't know if it's immediately clear that it's his brother. That fucking guy is his brother? That's his brother. The hippie? Yeah. The same guy who was dating the uh, Sandra Oh. No, that's the guy? Yeah. Man, I might have just been so... Yeah. That's what's so weird. Because so he, so he goes up to the... Does he, does he look like that later when he's dating Sandra Oh? No, he's, he's, he's got his 80s kind of um, flock of seagulls, almost like moose on the sides, but still kind of yeah. bouffant on top. I thought, I, I was trying to figure out if he was like going to get a job. I, I liked that actor. I don't, I'm not familiar with him. I don't know who that dude is. I thought he was, I thought the, the role was, you know, not very flattering. It didn't really give him much to do, but no, except for look like you're from the seventies. Yeah. So, so yeah. So he goes into the office and there's just, you know, 
Technicolor bell bottoms as far as the eye can see and afros and, you know, weird, uh, shapes on the wall that are just green or orange. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's gross. It's like a laughing sketch mm-hmm. or something. So he meets, uh, Jennifer Connelly, who's outside she's a receptionist, apparently. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, is the Boston? And she's like, Yeah, are you the brother? And he's like, Yep. He's coming, he's coming at it pretty quick there, though. He's Immediately. Like, you know what I, I was thinking? I was thinking, man, it would be uh, nice to be good looking and be able to uh, go right after the good looking people. Like that must that must be nice for those two to be yeah. good looking. Yeah, although on the on the Billy Crudup scale of attractiveness, this one kind of felt like a low four. Really? Yeah, I don't know. When we first meet him, he seems just like kind of aloof, but also like a prick. I can really see Tom Cruise biting into this role when they go out to lunch. Yeah. And it's just the rapid cuts of him just fucking gone nonstop. Nonstop. So he goes into his brother's office and he's smoking a joint because it's the 70s. And they start dancing on the table and then she comes in like, hey, let's go to lunch. And they're like, yeah, okay. And then, you know, you get the idea that Billy Crudup isn't like, because he's, on the Democratic ticket later, but he kind of seems like a Republican. I mean, maybe everybody seems like a Republican if you're a hippie. That's true. He just came back. Did he come back from Vietnam? I have no idea. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. yeah so. This is not an interesting movie. That really, like, <laughs> made me pay attention to what was happening. Yeah. So they go out to lunch, and then he's like, hey, how about we go out to dinner? And she's like, are you going to let me talk? And they go out to they, dinner, and I don't know. It's fine, I guess. And. But this this is where I was at this point. I could no longer handle the seventies outfits. Yeah. By the time they're eating, and you can see the background actors. Oh, it's you guys. This is all from like the costume hall. None of this looks like uh, regular people wearing regular clothes at the time. Yeah. It seems like you just pulled some fresh, fake seventies clothes out of a closet. It's like when you walk through those um, old timey cities or villages in, in like history museums, mm-hmm. and it's just like. Quaker, you know, hippie, you yeah. know, like <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. It's it's yeah, it's well, and also the movie has this weird thing throughout where all of a sudden the scene is just like purple, like the lighting is just like purple or some garish fucking Batman and Robin style lighting. So they they go out to dinner and it's whatever, and then she's like, "Come on upstairs and do me," and he's like. I'll do just that. That is a good moment when she throws the keys out the window. It is. Saying, no, you can't come up. Yeah. Just kidding. Get up here. I also like, I don't know if you noticed, it cut to a shot of her opening up the window, but then it actually did a shot where it establishes him on the street and pans up to her in the window. So it was like they went through the trouble of actually putting her in the building as opposed to just, you know, behind a, a window set. And, yeah. Uh, and so then they like date, right? But at the same time, he's, like, trying to get into politics. Yes, he's, he's greasing the wheels. Yeah, so she goes to work for a priest who was the Zodiac, suspect in Zodiac. Remember that? And they go to question him, and it's, like, clear that it's probably him. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. I was picturing um, Roger Rabbit. The guy does Roger Rabbit's voice. He's also one of the Zodiac suspects oh. in the movie. Oh, that's right. That's Charles right. Charles Fleischer. Yeah, Charles Fleischer. Um, you are referring... What is John Carroll... What is his name? John Carroll Lynch? Is that his name? That could be. Drew Carey's brother on the Drew Carey show, but a, a very good actor who's been around a long time. 
Didn't he kind of make it seem like something nefarious was going to happen with this group? Like, maybe they're the bad guys? Well, that's just it. So, I don't remember at what point we actually, we meet him. But it's just like, they're at the airport, him and Billy Crudup and Jennifer Connelly. I think that is when he meets him. I'm saying, but they're like, just claiming their luggage. Yeah. And he just turns around and he goes, oh, are you Sarah Williams? Yeah, it seems like there's a weird thing. She's like, there. yeah. He's like, oh, I'm the priest. I'm like, oh, is he like CIA? Man, I yeah, okay. I wouldn't say see. I was I would think some no, more various a uh, terrorist group uh, infiltrating American soil. It, uh, John Carroll Lynch, you are correct. Uh, Hal uh, Hal Holbrook is also in here. Hal 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 Holbrook. Hal Holbrook. That's a lot of H's. He's all right. There's some man. This is a weird movie. Well, so that's what's even weirder is Ed Harris's character was completely cut from Except the movie. Except for the one scene where he's on the TV. Yeah, and he gets like pretty predominant billing. He- Man, okay, there is a three-hour cut of this movie. Yeah. He had a three-hour cut, and he whittled it down to, like, what, two hours and ten minutes, two hours and sixteen minutes? Carrie Mulligan's in this movie? No. As in, no. Carrie Mulligan from Drive? Yeah, bro. No. She's popping up. What? In the cast uh, list. And, well, oh, well, Jodie Foster is too, but she's just a producer. So maybe somebody's full of shit. Um, but, yeah, so it just kind of meanders for a while. Yeah, they just, I mean... The, the problem is is that it, it jumps from the 70s, 10 years into the future, into the 80s, um, where he's on track to become, like, a congressman, I think. Yeah. And he's also got a another woman. Um, oh, yeah. Played by Molly Parker, who I, 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 I thought uh, she was rolling her nipple. Remember that? I, I, I always liked Molly Parker. That was pretty saucy. Yeah, I, I thought she was gorgeous in um, Deadwood. Oh. It's the first time I really was um, familiar with her, but... I was a little confused by the timeline here, man. I've written down here like 72 dating, 76 death, 83 is the present, I think. Yeah. I think 72 dating is a guess, though. I thought I it was... seeing when it was. I thought it was like 10 years between... But I guess I don't know if I even ever state how long it's been. No. But... So it's it's silly. Just as silly as the 70s is, the 80s is like, you only realize it's the 80s because of their clothes. Like, yeah. Nothing about it is like, I mean, it's the 80s, I guess, what are you going to do? But So the brother is wearing like um, teal color sports jackets with the sleeves rolled up. I guess that's how you know it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just kind of bounces around. Um, they their relationship gets more intense. Yeah, she becomes more selfless, but that usually seems pretty whack. Like, was she working with like dying children at one point with like a scarf over her head? Yeah, it seems like she's at the mercy of like a cult or something. It really sure does seem like that, man. Meanwhile, he's you know, but working but on being a politician, they're so yeah. But then when you actually. After that first sequence, every time you see the priest, he doesn't seem like a bad guy or no, no. Like he's like he's you know, in a I mean, Ultimately, it seems like they were a perfect. I don't even know. Like, what is their group? Why would they have been killed? It seemed like they were just helping. They were just religious people. Well, but she wasn't even religious, was she? Well, who would kill? Why would anybody kill them in Minneapolis, Minnesota? It doesn't. Yeah. It, it just yeah, it just doesn't. Because I think they claim that it was like i don't remember it's not the sandinistas i don't think but like whatever junta group was sure. controlling you know i don't know but 
Um, it's just like, yeah, why would they have? Because then I thought they all died. But the priest was alive. Yeah. We see him at the funeral. Oh, boy. So I'm like, well, then tell me, is she just driving alone? Tell me, is she alive? Yeah. Is she alive? Yeah. She's alive in our memories. Is that what he says? It is, but that was just some priest, right? No, that's the like that's the older priest that was hanging out with them with was John Carroll Lynch. I, yeah. Maybe, but he was like, What are you doing here? You know, when he talked to Billy Crudup, he's like, Why are you here? What is who are you looking for, my son? It's this church, he said. Oh, is that what he said? He's yeah, uh, he's he's the old guy that's around. Okay. Oh, okay. That's that makes a little bit more sense. I, that, that's why he didn't call call the police or something. Do we even need to do a deep dive? The plot we covered it. The problem is, is that the pro- the plot is just a rotating wheel of the same thing. That sounds legit. As he becomes more unhinged, nothing in the future. It's not like Arrow, where a flashback Arrow. informs the the solution to the problem in the current day. No, the flashbacks do nothing. It's not plot. It's feel. It's like they had. It's like I said. They have two movies, and they just don't know where to to go with either of them. So we get this relationship one that could have been the full movie. It's just an examination of their relationship. But then you have this political shit going on in the eighties, and then his brother's like, "I'm in love with a Korean whore." <laughs> use your use your Can contacts to save her. Can we think about Sandra Oh? <laughs> what yeah. a was horrible part this is for her. She's from Canada. Yeah. I got her doing that broken English. It was terrible. It's sad. I don't. She, I, I shouldn't make that statement because she might be like, whatever. It was, it was a movie acting credit. Yeah. I'd have to assume. Well, maybe I, I shouldn't assume. I'd like to think that there were maybe like one or two other scenes with her that probably reached the cutting room floor. You think so, though? I, I mean, I guess if it's three hours, but I don't know why you would come back to her. That's true. The, you know, the, the thing is, is it took me a while to realize that that consultant was his sister. Yeah, that's Helen from Ozark. Yeah, because he mentions her. His sister is an artist. And then... I think it was his mom until you meet his mom later. I just thought it was like some political handler or whatever. But no, it's a sister. So he's he starts confiding in to her, I think, first. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm losing my shit. I think I'm seeing Sarah. I'm talking to her. Later in the movie, I'm going to run into a church that's getting out of control. And then she's like, well, I saw her too. At least I thought I did. Right? And I just, God, why do they... They picked the wrong career for Sarah to have. Or maybe the wrong way to have killed her. I think that they just picked the wrong to Keith Gordon should not have done this movie. It should have I been. I think he has the chops. True. It, it should have been like she was captured in South America. And they. Oh, and then there's some more mystery. Maybe that. Right. Yeah. Not just like she was blown up. She got blown up real good. And we did a whole funeral for her. Because there's just no reason to assume that she was anything other than who she was, which is like, why. Would she have faked her death, or why would somebody... I did seem like maybe there's something a little fishy going on, but... Yeah, maybe they should have made it seem like maybe she was a spy. Do you think this movie would have been better if it were three hours, or do you think it would have been one hour more painful? Part of the problem was um, they probably gutted the budget, which is why everything was so cartoony. If it wasn't just like, like... It just felt like they were making 
fun of the eras that it was taking place in. You know what? I think this is a problem with like HD TVs and it being, you know, 2022, man. I don't necessarily, I I think this shit looked fine in 2000. I think in 2000, nobody thought twice about it. Sure. And now you're like, what the fuck? Sure. But I've seen people make things look better than this. Yeah. This looks so bad. Were there any highlights in the movie for you? I will tell you that her masturbating, um, reading that sexy letter she wrote him, Uh was a highlight in how unsexy it was. That's when she was just lying in bed. Yeah. Right? Because there's only one scene, right? Yeah. Because he told me that it's coming up, and I was like, well, I already saw a scene. That wasn't like... I don't know. It's so un. It's shoot your diaries level eroticism. It's, it's like the music and the panning of the camera yeah. and the the words of the letter are so stupid, or else the way she's reading it's so bad. Yeah, her sitting on the counter, it's like she's in the friends' kitchen, you know, just like knickknacks and patty wax all over the place. There. Oh, that, that should have been that should have been so hot, and it was not. I However, have this microphone way too far from my face. I think I might too, but hey, what are you gonna do? What are we doing? However. And I'm going to detour for a minute to um, extrapolate on my perversions. We get to see a little Jennifer Connelly boob again. Again? The left boob again. Oh, you think that one of them's better than the other one? I don't know. But I tell you what, the way it was hanging, it was banging. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, oh, so, okay, I'm going to jump into some hot goss here. Okay. Um, this is some hot gas because uh, I don't even know how I stumbled upon this, but um, I'm glad I did. So there's a a website called Who's Dated Who. Not ain't it cool news? No, although it's probably a, a, a bot. So the story behind this movie is Billy and Jennifer were rumored to have dated during the filming of Inventing the Abbots, right? In which their characters have a very strong sexual relationship. Sure do. After filming ended, Jennifer began dating her son Kai's father, David Dugan, and became pregnant with Kai. And Kai is actually the child that she's holding in this movie. Good. In the bed when he goes into the monastery? I don't know. And Billy Crudup began dating longtime girlfriend Mary Louise Parker. Right? That doesn't end well. So this is where the hot goss comes in, okay? That was his backstory. Billy and Jennifer reunited again as passionate lovers in the 2000 film Waking the Dead. After Billy, who was already cast, lobbied for Jennifer to get the part. Billy was still dating Mary Louise, and Jennifer was dating Josh Charles. However, the two grew so close during filming that there were rumors of an affair. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mary the Louise. Baby, I put the baby monitor on the table upstairs. I texted you. Oh, my God. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm in the middle of hot guys. I know. I know. You see her walking around here looking, trying to find it. Somebody had to help her. So, so apparently Mary Louise and Billy went through a rough patch during this time. Yeah. Oddly enough, she was especially upset over rumors that the sex scenes in this film were real. Man, that's what they say. I was just listening to people talk about Donald Sutherland and Don't Look Now. Donald Sutherland. Oh, I don't want to see that. This is the 70s. You look better. So that's the hot goss right there. I'm sure. I should add a siren or something. Yeah. So I, I read that early on while watching this, well before we got to, to the lovemaking. And I'm like, this? This doesn't seem like 
real. It wasn't hot. It's barely simulated. It was gross. It was gross when the spit is hanging between their mouths. They were drained. Man, I found these two really unsexy in this movie. I I really... For one, I don't know why she was doing that southern accent. It's bad. It, It only comes in when you're not accustomed to doing an accent. That that's what it seemed like. There's those words that you know that you gotta hit it on, but then you don't know about diphthongs and all that shit. So you're just missing out on the nuance of um regional dialect. So I thought that just sounded dumb. And it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know where she was from. What does it fucking matter how she talks? Why not Chicago? Why not Chicago? Right? Go to the park, give me a hot beef. <laughs> I I liked his performance in certain parts. When he's losing his shit. At dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually, that's one of the better scenes of the movie. Boy, if that didn't get him uh, uh, a golden uh, Oscar. Well, he statue. does become a golden god in the next movie. In the next movie? It, almost famous. Oh. But I am a golden god. I actually stumbled upon a VHS copy of that, and I decided not to get it. Well, that might be the ideal way to watch. It could be. I'm sure it's going to be there forever. There's not going to be a run on him? <laughs> yeah, boy. I mean, the brother's subplot was, like, stupid. And completely unnecessary. So I just kidnapped her. And now the Koreans are pissed. That's what he said. Yeah. But nothing happened. Man. And then they're like... I mean, he's losing his shit left and right. And it's not an issue. Nobody helps him. Well, no, yeah, he just powers through. Only, only like, his personal people. Well, not only that. Struggling and they don't care. Well, but he's in the, the restaurant. Losing his shit. Yeah. There's people all around. It's a fancy restaurant. Maybe it's maybe it's not nowadays. Nowadays, somebody would have filmed that, sold it to yeah. TMZ for five hundred bucks, and his political career would be ruined. But he's not the president, you know. He's no, but I mean that type of shit. It. They'll just. Did you know Fielding was a crybaby? Yeah, I'm now right. for sure. And a black and white picture of him, sort of tilting and zooming in towards the camera, and for some reason, like a red rubber stamp on his head that's like crybaby, you know. Nobody's voting for the crybaby. I guess back in the 80s, they didn't give a fuck. He's white. That's I. No drug use, really? I mean, the brother, I guess, seemed like he was on drugs. Yeah, marijuana and then cocaine. Was he doing coke? I mean, he's not got that. We say that every time, every episode so far, I've said somebody's on cocaine. Yeah. It was brutal. I think he'd be on that cocaine. Uh, when he tore down his brother. I liked when he walked in and, like, the brother's on the couch. And he just drops a suitcase and he's like, I'm going to the kitchen. Nobody say anything intelligent or something until I get back. Billy Crudup said that. I don't remember that. Is it towards the end? That's when he's in the apartment and he basically tells his brother if he doesn't want him in his life anymore. Yeah. But he's like, I got this hooker. I need your help. And he's like, I don't want to help you. You know, and the sister's behind him, like, doing nothing. This is another situation where the last 45 minutes I was drinking heavily. Yeah. You know, for in the, you know, initially, what I thought was, okay, I don't like anything about this, mm-hmm. except for Jennifer Connelly and Billy Crudo. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? These two are popping, and they're charming, and I like watching them talk to each other. Yeah. That wore off pretty quick after, like, they started dating. Like, I thought yeah. she started to suck and get boring pretty quick in this movie. It was just par for the course, boilerplate. Oh, she's... You know, a wild child trying to be stuffy, and she can't bite her tongue. And I can't. But he loves her. Yeah. You know, and Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook. What are you doing with this chick? 
Meet my niece. Wasn't he wasn't he on an evening shade? Probably. Um Yeah, and then sometimes like some of the scenes I'd be like, Oh, this is this is good. I think mm-hmm. maybe this is this is pretty good. And mm-hmm. it just seems like it's from a different movie. Because it'll be like one two minute sequence every half hour, you'll be like, Well made. Yeah. But then the rest of it looks like a TV movie or a direct-to-video. Part of it, I think, was um, because they used so many non-Jennifer Connelly actors as a stand-in for Jennifer Connelly. Like, he looks out the window when they're driving one, and it's a little girl. But it's not the same little girl that he hallucinated earlier, but she's wearing the same outfit. It's supposed to be the girl that... The poncho is what's doing it for you? Yeah, it's fun. when he's walking in the airport. There's just and they're not even the same poncho. So just they're not some poncho. That was slightly okay. I kind of like that a little bit. I guess. Man, there was just like bad panning and like, hey, yeah. I'm getting this shot of them in the mirror and then scooting over here to get the shot of them. And it's like, well, this is a dumb camera trick. This is one year after the Matrix. There's no slow motion. No. You know, there's no sexy leather. That's true. That, you know. That's yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? I did not like this movie. I wish I wouldn't have watched the trailer beforehand because I knew going in. I, I put this movie off for as long as I could. I didn't watch that trailer. I was really curious to see what you were seeing. Me knowing prior to watching it for a second time, mm-hmm. knowing it's a good movie, <laughs> what could you possibly be seeing in the trailer to put you off of it? Sure. Oh, Jules, you're crazy. You're sure. in for a treat. Waking the Dead's going to. It's going to unleash the romance. Yeah. You. You're really going to feel this movie. Yeah, I'm sure it's exactly what you saw in the trailer. It's 100% what you saw in the trailer. Yeah, it's like a tonal mess. They're they're playing off some of the Ishiago stuff. is almost like meet cute rom-com. But then it's like, ah, yeah, I don't know, man. What a way to end the first 10 films. So let's talk about... She's obviously uh, not a... Ghosts, it's a mental breakdown, which they yes. make it clear to you. Her, her pop-ups and then coming in. Yeah. They spend half the night, like, laying next to each other and not talking. Finally, the culmination of this romance and loss. We get to think of one more chance to be together. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. stupid. It's so stupid. I think it's the, the one scene in the movie that intentionally is, like, designed to intentionally, like, um, mislead you. In a way, nothing before it has. Before it was just, oh, she's down the street. He can never, he's running after her, but he can never get to her. Yeah, it's like a nightmare. It's right. Like a dream he of hears her. He sees her, but it's not her. Yeah. Then she's there and real. Doesn't explain herself. Nope, here I am. I'm somewhere and I don't want to be there, but I can't tell you. And, and then they just kiss and we see her in a way that we shouldn't. We shouldn't see him passed out and her sitting over here watching him. When we see them together, it's still from his perspective. But he's unconscious now. And we're observing. I don't buy this for a second. No. Not one second. And I didn't even really buy that they loved each other that hard. I really found their relationship quite lame. I mean, like... Other than that, other than the meat cute and the electricity in the beginning, maybe they were sleeping together again in the, in the very beginning. I didn't mean, oh, sure. shot sequentially, but let's pretend. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend that maybe they aren't sleeping yet together yet. Maybe at the beginning of the movie, they're into each other again. They want to fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But then a little bit later on, they have had sex. 
They're cheating on their significant others. Yeah, big time. And then after that, the guilt's got them. They don't really like each other. They're both farting their way through the movie. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, crap's like mostly pretty good. In this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean. There's a couple, like, when he's losing it once or twice, it's like, you let this scene go on too long. Mm-hmm. Like, he nailed the first 30 seconds of it, and then you just let the camera be on him while he's having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And he's running out of moves. And you can see him yeah. running out of moves. and this, 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 much like Steve Prefontaine, or what? What was that one called? It's without limits. Without limits. I call it Prefontaine also. Those, that one, and this one. Knowing that Tom Cruise is in the running specifically for this one, I just see Tom Cruise in all of Crudup's heavy hitting big moves, especially when he's running. I mean, that's Tom Cruise one on one running. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I thought the soundtrack was shit. The soundtrack's really bad. Tom and Andy or something was the name of yeah, the group. One, one word smushed together. It was like some fucking... That song that they play over the opening credits. Oh, my God. like, oh, this is going to be bad. And that music's bad always throughout yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, the cinematography's bad. The directing is not great. Some of the acting is okay. Most of it's just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly it's- Parker had... Dick all to do. She didn't have anything to do. The, they <laughs> squandered. Hal Holbrook's good, but he's like mm-hmm. barely in it. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Yeah, I, Andrew O. Oh, I mean, forget about it. God, I wonder if this was like right before that one Canadian movie I liked that she was in. You know, I, I mean, I think this is like two or three years before Sideways. It's like five years before Grace Anatomy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. God, what was the name of that movie? There's a really good Canadian movie I just absolutely loved. I think Keith Gordon only makes one more movie after this and then moves into TV as far as directing. 1998's so Last Night. Was that with The Last Night on Earth? It it was, yeah. Don Don McKellar? Yeah, has it got Sarah Pauli in it too? Yeah, and yeah, uh, Keith Callum Rennie. Yeah, He's trying to get a car collection. Yeah. Yeah, the movie's dope. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a dope movie. Nice. Two years before this movie. Okay. So she had like a she was she she had a career it's Canadian. to some extent before this and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be in a big Hollywood movie. Oh, Tom Cruise back out. Tom Hanks back out. I think the singing detective is supposed that's Keith Gordon's follow-up to this. It's okay. supposed to be pretty terrible. The you said two, I'm sorry, you said this you think this is his first? No, 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 no. Keith Gordon? Directorial movie? No, no, no. Okay. This is he d- makes one more after, after this. And then it's the singing all the way. Detective? Yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. based on like the six hour BBC miniseries. Oh. They condense it down to like an overly long three hour movie. Yeah. And then before that he did a Midnight Clear, The Chocolate War, and hmm. Mother Night. Which I've seen. You wanna see that. Three. I love Kurt Vonnegut books. Mother Night, when I saw it on Bravo in the late 90s, it was good. I don't know, man. This movie's, uh... Yeah, halfway through the movie, I wrote, I hate this. I hate the colors and lighting and cinematography. What is this fucking movie? That's fucking... That's that's on point. I just, um... Yeah, I just... I, I did like the sequence with them on the train. Where they're arguing after the party. And she's just like, God, loving you is so fucking unbearable or something. And he's like, yeah, I know, you too. <laughs> and they, it seemed like they meant it, but then there was like this moment where they looked at each other. And This movie's a big fat four to me. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll be generous, yeah, and give it a four. Yeah. Billy Crudup? I, I gave him a five. I... Okay. Based on that one dinner scene alone. That's... 
pretty good. I'd probably go with a six. Yeah. Because it really, they just let it roll on him, you know, and he fucking goes through it. Yeah, five's a little mean. Wait, what'd you give the movie? Four? Four. Yeah. I'd probably give it a three, but you gave it a four, so I'll, I'll go with a four. Do you do you want to do a top three and bottom three? Sure. All right, I got to get my little my little picture I made of, of Billy in the movies for COVID. Oh, yeah. Do I have one of those? Man, I hope so. I hope you're cool enough to have a Billy pick. Yeah, if somebody was nice enough to send me one. Right. Not just, I can't download images from text for some reason, so I have to, like, send it. I sent it to, to Cali, and then I downloaded it from Messenger. That's sad. It is. I got it, though. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we doing filmographies. We doing them. All right, I'm going to give you my top three. Okay. One, of course, being my number one pick. Of course. You know me well. If I had to guess, I'd say your top three, in no particular order, um, is Jesus' son, Inventing the Abbots, and this is a gamble, but I'm going to go with The High-Low Country. <laughs> wow. This is that the last one was a joke, eh? Well, I, I almost went with the Prefontaine movie. So, I mean, definitely, so two would be Inventing the Abbots, number one would be Jesus' son. Okay. The three spot... I think, honestly, I think it's without limits because it was entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Yeah. I don't really like him in it. Um, He's the worst part of it. Mononoke would have been the other one battling it out for the three spot. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like that. That's boring. It's that far happened? more boring than I remember. It it was pretty cool sometimes, but it's long. The animation's really good. The, the American actors are... This is pretty bad. When it's popping, when there's yeah. a really cool battle, mm-hmm. then it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, not so much. Prefontaine, Without Limits, I felt like, whatever, it's a movie I can watch. Wow. It was entertaining enough. Let me let me hear get three. My top three, huh? Fudge. This is actually pretty tough. Um, surprisingly, I think my top one would probably also be Jesus' Son. But not because of Billy Crudup or that character. Everything else about that movie, I thought I liked quite a bit. I liked Jack Black and um, seeing like Michael Shannon and all these people like yeah. Long. And um, number two, I, I'll go with um, uh, whatever that Prefontaine movie is, Without Limits. And then three is Inventing the Abbots. I'd say. Do you like the Prefontaine movie more than Inventing the Abbots? I liked, um, I didn't think the Abbots movie was that good of a story. Maybe we were just excited that we liked it so much. Yeah. Like, the, I was listening to our podcast of it. Boy, yeah. we, we say such nice things about we it. We did. We're glowing we on really it. We really liked it a lot. I thought pretty much most of the performances in there, the main performances were worthwhile. I love the mom. Um, I thought the story was kind of whatever. The story was okay. It was just... Without Limits is just a movie that, if not for Billy Crudup, I, I could see just throwing on, like a, uh, I don't know, Forrest Gump or something. Like, if you just had to watch some mainstreamish yeah. movie, no harm, no foul. It's true. Goes through the motions, give you every, everything you're looking for out of that type of movie. Close four would be Monument Avenue. Number four? Over yeah. Hello Country? Oh, that's that's a good call. Yeah, no, uh, no, I I probably would go. Um, yeah, I'd go. Man, should we just do all ten in order? 
<laughs> That's hard. I need to. I need a pen, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I could just look at this and kind of rattle it off and be happy with it, even if it's not a hundred percent. What are the bottom three then? Man, I think number one, my it's least, your absolute bottom. Yeah, the absolute bottom movie, okay. the movie I hate the most out of all of these, Monument Avenue. Oh wow! Number two, uh, fucking Waking the Dead. Okay. Number three. Grind. Oh wow! But like four, I hate sleepers. Also, oh, wow, man, I don't know. But where is everyone say I love you come into play? That that one sucks so much too. That's so my number one. <laughs> Basically, the three that we liked are the only three good ones. My number one least favorite movie, Grind. Okay, hands down, it's so boring. My number two least favorite movie, Everyone Says I Love You. It's so boring, and probably my number three, um. Would be sleepers, primarily because of the, <laughs> the length of it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the fact that he's only in it for a microsecond. Oh man, yeah. Next time, maybe we'll just rank all rank the ten. We'll yeah. come with a sheet of paper and we can read them out. Um, yeah. So you know, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you you stuck with us these these ten episodes, and it's fun, right? Because Jules and I, we we text about we how do. excited we are to talk about these movies. Yeah. We were real pumped today to talk about uh, fucking Waking the Dead. Yeah. Well, Boy. Check us out on Instagram. We doing filmographies. Yeah. Email us at Gmail. We doing filmographies. Or we be doing filmographies. Is that the one that we actually did? It was the original one. I'm sure. We oh, you forgot that. your password anyways. We do filmographies <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, fuck. I thought there was one other thing I was going to say. Joel, you're listening, right? Yeah. Ben? ben? Is that Holly might? Yeah. Holly actually seemed really excited to hear that we were doing something. Paul might. Paul might, right? Yeah. Callie probably would. I mean, Jen probably won't, but. Jenny? No. Yeah. No, Jennifer, her least favorite thing is hearing people talk about movies. <laughs> she would rather not watch a movie, but she really doesn't want to listen to you talk about them. Well, hey, she's come to the wrong place. And be sure to tune in next week. Yeah. All right. Good night.